Welcome to Boldly Lit and On Fire Podcast. My name is Jordani McCoy, also known as Coach Donnie. This podcast was created to deliver enormous value for my tribe. These are people that desire to live a life they are boldly lit and on fire about. And for those that currently live a little life and want even more clarity, certainty, and creativity. My tribe takes radical responsibility for their lives and value the feeling of excitement, expansion, and emotional freedom. Together, we are on the love train, baby, with the purpose of self-love and love for others. So let's get this party started. Hello, hello, hello. I am so, so, so happy to be here with Colleen Biggs, the owner and founder of Lead Up for Women. Guys, let me tell you about Colleen, right? So we met through a mutual friend like a couple months ago, Colleen, way more than a couple months ago. Probably eight months ago. Oh, wow. Okay, there we go. Eight months ago. And then I attended her woman's retreat, which was great. Absolutely loved it. And then I got to know Colleen. So she is not only a kick-ass businesswoman, she is also a beautiful human. Beautiful human. You really, really are. I was talking about you the other day to someone and I said, the vibe that I get about you is you are one of the most non-judgmental people I think I've ever met in my life. You're just very accepting. So that in itself is a superpower. That's great. So Colleen, so tell me, you have so much going on. You're doing so much in the world with just your everyday interactions with people. Not only that, but your business and everything. So around when did all this beautiful, amazing beautiful creativity start. Yeah. So I'll roll it back a little bit to just give a small background. So your listeners know a little bit about me. I do not allow my past to define who I am. And I grew up in a household and all of us have a story. I grew up in a household with a lot of physical abuse, a lot of mental abuse. I actually was a very happy child, very confident, thought I was just the best thing ever. And little by little, my dad was chipping that away from me. And, you know, sometimes things happen to us when we're younger. It happens to us and we don't have a choice, right? I didn't have a choice at that time when I was that young to whether I wanted to be abused or not abused. But, you know, my parents got divorced, which at the time was the end of my world, but probably, you know, God's blessing of the best thing that ever happened to me. But my father did leave a scar because he did mention that I wasn't worth more than $100 a month. This subconsciously stayed with me for my almost my entire life. You know, I'm almost 50 years old and it stayed with me for so long because You just don't realize how much of a label that you allow when somebody else has judgment on you that you allow that to stick. And I started realizing as I became an adult and as I was working through corporate America, which is where I came from to start Lead Up for Women, when I got into corporate America, I still allowed others to tell me who I was, if I was good at something. I looked for affirmations for people to uh, give me praise and rewards. 
And many of us do that to fill what we believe is our worth. So about four years ago, no, probably longer because I've been married for 11. And it was before I got married that I realized that I had been building wall after wall, after wall, after wall, after wall. I locked myself in a cage so deep that I literally wanted to feel nothing. Marriages weren't working for me. I didn't want to be hurt. I thought I was feeling happiness, but I really wasn't because you can't block yourself from one without blocking yourself from the other. And someone taught me once that the handle was on the inside. And it was one of the most profound things I had ever heard. Like, I get to choose to step out of this if I want. So when I stepped out, I opened myself up to the vulnerability And it took a lot of bravery, a lot of courage to step out to be raw because I had always thought vulnerability was about being weak, but vulnerability was about power and strength and being able to bear it all and being able to be courageous and being able to be happy and feel the pain, but be okay with that and work ourselves through it. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you just don't want to feel pain anymore. You just get to a point where you're done being beat down. When I stepped out of the cage, that was really when I start the new chapter in my life. So I excelled in corporate America. I knew that what I was doing was because of my work. I knew that I didn't need to be edified from somebody else to that I was doing amazing. Then I, I just started really becoming me and who I needed to be in the world, which is what God wants for all of us, which is why he puts us on this earth. And so as that leader, I was called to lead. I kept getting this nudge that I needed to lead women, help women. I thought I was doing that because I was launching businesses. I was coaching, you know, CEOs, and I was very successful at what I did. And I was sitting at my partner's retreat, which is when you had asked me, you know, a little bit about what, when this all began. And we went around the room, there was about 16 of us. And we started out the day with what's your story? And no one really asked that to me before. And I sat in a room for three hours. You could hear a pin drop. Nobody moved. And we each shared our story. And each story was different than the next and special. And your heart was pulled toward her. And we connected with each other. And we're still today in an email, you know, rolling email of sisterhood and honoring each other. And in that moment, it was like, I just got this pull and I knew that was it, that women have powerful stories. And if we could tap into their stories and tap into their power and each female leader could come forward and emerge from the shadow and hold her lamp and then show others how to fuel that lamp, it could be a ripple effect to change the world. And uh, I remember having the conversation with my partner on the phone And saying, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to start this business. And I was at at corporate at the time, you know, outside on my cell phone. And I called my husband and I said, uh, hey, honey, um, I think I just started a business. (laughs) I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure I just did. And he said, I don't know why, but I feel so calm right now. Like I'm not worried. I believe in you. I know this is what you're meant to do. And I'm just excited for what our future holds. That was like, 
wow, we both got goosebumps, you know, and I think we both shed tears in that moment. And from that moment forward, I'm not going to say I haven't had doubts because I took the leap from corporate shortly after that, probably seven months after that, where I had no idea what I was taking a leap. You know, the business had taken off. It needed more of my time. But I was leaving a very comfortable six-figure salary with benefits and a company that I loved. Frankly, I loved the clients I worked with and what the business stood for. But I knew I had outgrown that part of my life. And I kept getting nudges and doors were closing and other doors were opening. And it's almost like I was being forced to go down a different road. It seems like it's so long ago, but you know, our company's only, Lead Up For Women's only been around for a year and a half. So it really isn't that long ago that we launched in January of 2019. I left corporate in July of 2019. And here we are in May of 2020. And it's just been a blessing to be introduced to women like you, Donnie, to have met and crossed paths with so many amazing women that have a story to tell. Mm -hmm. So that's my purpose is to provide a platform for them to share their stories. Wow. How fast your company has grown is amazing. Do you ever sit back and kind of think to yourself, I can't today. believe this? <laughs> I today. Myself? Really? Yeah. Today, when you asked that question, and I just thought about the timeline of events and how I went from working in corporate when starting, you know, the idea coming up with the name start, you know, we started all that like 2018, maybe around October, September, October. So, you know, I attribute it to the women that are members, the women that are in the community. I mean, we have over 12,000 women in the community, the massive opportunity I received to be on a radio show for the first time in March of 2019, which led to me starting my own radio show, which led to me interviewing women then, you know, and sharing their stories on that platform, starting and publishing the magazine that we do. And, and I'm always just like I was talking to you earlier about, I'm always looking at the larger vision of what other opportunities can I offer women to be able to continue to show up and be seen? So that's kind of the underlying meaning for what I do mm-hmm. is I believe that it is possible to live in a world where all females understand that there is enough abundance, love, and success for all of us to go around. And there's no need to compete or compare or judge or feel as if we're not worthy enough, that we are all made uniquely perfect to stand out. And whatever that purpose-driven thing is that we're here for us to tap into and leave our mark, that's what makes us so unique. And my mission in life is to provide women the opportunity to live their best life and be more than they thought anything was possible. I love that. That's powerful. That's a powerful mission. So real quick, I want to go back just a little bit because I know you mentioned you were in corporate and then you decided that you were being pulled. You felt like you were being pulled towards a certain direction. And I know I know what that feeling feels like. So it's almost like the universe is pulling you because the universe is closing doors. 
those other doors and you have no choice, right? But it's a pool that you also feel in your soul and you're happy with. Am I understanding? Yeah, it's almost as if you wake up, right? I I like the movie, The Matrix, right? I see the movie, The Matrix, and it reminds me like, do you want to take the red pill or the blue pill, Mm -hmm. right? And which pill do you want to take? And I feel like once you wake up, like once I realized what was going on around me and I realized my worth and I realized who I was as a person and I did the self-discovery and the work on myself and journaling and all that I had to do, which by the way, never stops. Mm -hmm. It was like I was picked up out of a movie and I was looking from the outside in at what I did for a living. Like I could see it from the outside in. And when I knew I was looking at it from that perspective, it was a familiarity that I had seen in the past, which was looking at my marriage from the outside in. Mm-hmm. And when I hit that point, I know there some change needs to happen. And I was starting to become unhappy with what my day-to-day looked like. And that pool became really where I found happiness, where I found my joy, where I found my mission. And I pinch myself every day. Yeah, we may be super busy and we need to evaluate things in our business and get additional help. But to be able to lead an organization that inspires change in women and inspires change in the world I pinch myself every day that I I have the ability to, and I have been called as that leader to step into that role and by example, to be the leader to show other women that it's possible. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I asked you to, to be on here because I know that you're living a life that you're lit up about because you you chose this, like you chose this. You get to provide a platform for women to grow and expand and just, and collaborate. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. Real quick, because there are so many people that want to start their own, right? There's so many people that have this, this burning desire inside of them and they want to fire their, their boss. They, they really do. So what made you do it? Because there's a lot of people that want to do it, but not everyone actually steps into that role and makes that decision that really strong, you know, puts the line in the sand and says, I'm doing this. What what was your pivot point? That's so important to me because my intention is that someone that's listening is feeling the same way. And I want them to be able to resonate, right, with, with the story and think for themselves, well, Colleen did it. So I could do it too. Yeah. So I remember the exact moment. And I don't think I've ever shared this with anyone. So this is coming out for the first time. And I'm completely lit about it. I was standing in my daughter's house in Virginia because I think I was visiting. She had just had her second baby and I was helping her out with that. And I was really busy. It was. I was really busy focusing on working for corporate remotely as well as I was still traveling as well as working with Lead Up for Women. And I remember looking at my husband. Like, I struggle with this a lot. I cried. You know, these are easy decisions. And I think maybe I was overwhelmed at the time because I was living away from home. I was staying with my daughter for a month. You know, I was working on both businesses. And I said, I can't continue to do this. I really feel 
Like I need to focus on the business full time because I'm getting out of the business what I'm putting into the business, which is part-time energy. And I was so lit up about it. I wanted to put full-time energy into it. Mm -hmm. And my husband said, you're crazy. And my daughter was like, why would you ever quit your job, mom? Don't. So I'm saying this to everyone because I want them to realize that I did not have the surrounding support that I thought I would have immediately. And that is a huge factor in this because when you grow and change and expand and you make decisions in your lives, expect that not everyone, in fact, inspect the ones closest to you will probably not agree or go along with what you want to do. It's very possible that that will happen. So that's when I really needed to dig down and get answers for myself to make sure that I was very sure that this was what I was going to do. And when I was, I stood in my truth and said, I need everybody to understand that I appreciate your input. However, I have one life. This is, this is my one life to live. And I refuse to be on my deathbed and say, I wish I would have. And I think we all live this life thinking that it's just infinite and it's never going to end, meaning we have unlimited amount of, you know, resources. And um, I do believe in the unlimited abundance mindset, but there's a finite amount of time that we all have because we are going to pass away at some point and we don't know when that is. And I don't know of one person I've ever met that said, I wish I would have spent more time working at this company, building this company for somebody else or traveling more for that company or whatever it is. Everyone wants more time with their family. They want more experiences. They want to have fulfilled their life's purpose. And so I knew my personality. And if I took a leap, not knowing what income was on the other side, And I'm going to be honest, you know, it's not like I didn't put a business plan together. I did, but I can tell you that business plan didn't work out in the first year, which a lot of the times it doesn't. I mean, I've helped numerous owners put together business plans and we try and project and, you know, do everything that we need to do. And, you know, there was a lot of investing in this business for the first year. And I can't, I can't even wrap my mind around still today, the miracles that have happened in my life, just check after check after, oh, you got this refund that you've never, you haven't gotten from, you know, the IRS in 15 years. Yeah. I know all about that. that. Where did this (laughs) refund come from, from this credit card I closed three years ago? So I would just, it was just, just little bits, you know, that would just keep coming. And it was enough to pay the bills. It was enough to keep going. And I finally looked at my husband one day and I said, what did we do with all the money I was making? What happened? What did we ever do with all of that? Because we're still surviving, right? And, And in that moment, you know, I talk a lot about thriving in life and not just surviving. When I say surviving, I meant we weren't thriving in millions some people would, would say, if you have an unlimited amount of abundance money, you're thriving. I was thriving in my life and what I love to do. And in my relationships, I was around my husband more. Like, just to be able 
to not get up at an alarm clock that was set for five o'clock in the morning and leave my community and my bed at five thirty, you know, five o'clock in the morning, drive dark out into, you know, work, then come home when it's dark again, not spend any time in the community that I moved into the community for and not be able to have an extra half hour to snuggle with my husband in the morning. That's a big deal to me. Like every morning, that's what I do now. When my alarm clock goes off at 6.30, I spend a little bit of extra time snuggling because I have the freedom to make that choice. And that to me is worth its weight in gold. Mm -hmm. So I think defining what is success and abundance to us, because to me, I have an abundant amount of resources and love and the time I get to spend with my husband because we never know when that's going to end, right? We just don't. And so I'm so thankful that I have that. And I couldn't imagine getting up and having a job that now, and it's not even been, it's not even been a year, but I can't even remember because I'm so engrossed in what I do. And, you know, I have to admit I'm, very disciplined. I'm a self-starter. I have all the attributes of what it takes, you know, to build the company that I'm building. However, I'm only, you know, I have a creative genius in one area. So it's the resources and the people that you hire that you, that help you to work on what you're doing and not being afraid to, to hire those people and to, you know, to build the company and, and bring in other people that have creative geniuses. You know, I have a social media company, shocker, everything that goes out there and that's posted, I'm not posting because the time it would take to do that every day seems like really heavy to me and to have someone post for me online and take care of that. And then I have the freedom to fill in when I want or add the things that I want. I really believe that that, gives me the opportunity to do what it is that I do best, you know, and not have to try and be like the jack of all trades, you know, the master of none. We're the master of one thing in our lives. And what is that one thing that you do really well? And I personally believe that all the struggles that I was put through was so that I could get to a point where I could see people for who they were without judgment and love them and see their spirit and just welcome them, you know, no matter what, that's just how I see people. Yeah, I can see that. And I, I don't think I've ever said that about anyone. I don't think I've ever said what I say about you, about anyone. Seriously, you are very like, you embody that. You really embody that. And I'm so sensitive to energy and people's spirit and everything. I know that, like, I know that's a fact. And and I love that about you. What I've noticed, right? And I didn't plan it this way, but this is the way it works out. Everyone that I brought on the show that is living the life that they want to live, right? They're lit up about it. They're excited about it. They're, you know, they, they want to talk about what they're doing. All these people are living a life according to their values, right? Mm-hmm. So I think this is also a pivot point for a lot of people because, most people in our educational system and our average homes, you don't hear people talk about values. So at what point did that, did, were you even introduced to it? At what point did you, were you like, this is how I'm living according to my values or, or wh- where did that, like, where did that shift take place for you? Cause most people don't live that way, but the people that I know that are doing what they want to do, they're living according to their values. 
I know there were values in my home growing up. It's, you know, kind of hard to remember, but I do remember very clearly being a mom with young children. And I have to say, I, I think I took my past and I said, it's going to, I'm going to be exactly opposite of everything on how I was raised. You know, I think that we're raised a certain way and we don't want our children to live the same life, right? So there's not going to be violence in my home. There's not, there's going to be respect in my home. And I, you know, I remember just even with my kids, teaching them that we could never call anyone. If my children would call another one of their siblings a liar, they're like, you don't say that, nor do you ever tell anybody else they're stupid. Like that was never allowed. There was always a high level of respect in my house. And I feel like I really did raise my children with values. And the number one value, I think, I've I've seen it on their vision boards. I've seen it on the boards that they used to have to create to take into school. And they would always say, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And I used to always ask them, well, how would you feel if that happened to you? Well, how would you feel if someone treated you that way? Mm -hmm. And so I always would ask the question for them to flip things around, to put themselves in maybe another perspective or in somebody else's shoes. And so I've lived my life treating others with respect and love and courtesy because that's the way I want to be treated. It goes all the way back to love languages. Mm-hmm. You know, what are your love languages? What are the things that, that boldly light you up, right? In your life that, that really without them, you're void. Mm-hmm. Like there's a void there, right? And it's hard to have relationships work unless you're being fueled, unless yeah. your tank is being filled. So I've just really been heavy on values and how we respect and treat each other. And I don't agree with violence. I believe that there's always other ways of having conversations. But one thing my children will tell you for sure is I don't feel that we can make somebody else feel a certain way. Yes, you can hurts probably hurt someone's feelings because you say something that hurts their feelings. However, our responsibility is for us. And so how you treat others, how you're seen, how you love, how you uh, respect other people, you know, that's your character. That's who you are. And that was something very important to me. I always wanted to make sure that if anyone knew me, It was very clear on exactly who I was. Like I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm very transparent to where you can look in any part of my life and it's extremely consistent. Mm -hmm. And that's just about living a life with honesty. So I live a life with honesty and those values are just part of what that life is. Mm -hmm. You know, just treating others with respect because I believe that's all I've ever wanted was respect. And maybe that comes back to my childhood. It's really profound what you said, because you said honesty. But what I hear in, in our conversation and what how you pivoted and you made a decision to move forward, you were honest with yourself. Mm. You were honest with yourself. And regardless of whether people were on board or not, you maintained that honesty with yourself and you didn't want to ever be out of line with that. Right. So you, you just move forward with that. So that's great. Yeah. And that's the first step. 
I, I want to make it clear that there were struggles beyond that, you know, because when you um, start questioning yourself, am I doing the right thing? Was it the right decision now that you're not working there anymore? Am I going to be able to make this work? Uh, what do I do next? Right. So we have all these questions. And I, I do remember telling my husband one day that I think my worth that I had for myself was tied to what I could accomplish, what I produced, how much money I made. Mm. And so there was a whole new wall I came up against that I thought was gone. And that wall that I came up against that I had to work through, which was very uncomfortable with me, for me was to realize your worth is not tied to what you produce. Your worth is not tied to how much money you make. Your worth is just you breathing. And that was enough. And no one, it doesn't matter what anyone else thought, you know, and that's when I started adopting more of the talking regularly to people about the I'm rubber, you're glue, whatever I say bounces <laughs> off of me, sticks back on you because it's just right. such an <laughs> elementary saying. Mm -hmm. But when you remember that consistently, then you also kind of are reaffirming to yourself that the negative talk isn't sticking either. Mm, that's so true. That's so yeah. true. Yeah. So what are you up to now? We're, we're in the middle of a pandemic and Colleen's business is growing. Colleen is expanding. She's hiring people. Yes. <laughs> and she's Girl, good news. And so what, what are you up to now? Like, what are your plans? I, I know there were some things you had to put on pause for a minute, but what are your plans for the end of the year, middle year, next year? It was a minute, I'll tell you that, because we did pause and I made the decision to cancel three of our sanctuary events. We had five scheduled for the year. Then I took everyone that was registered in those three that we canceled, moved them into Dallas and accommodated them for that move. I know in my heart and from the testimonials that all of you shared how important that time is, that is not, I have had so many people say to me, are you going to pivot and do them virtually? No way. That is not an event. That event, that specific event is not one that you could do virtual. It has to be in person. And I know, I just know, and I just feel very peaceful knowing that as humans, we crave connection. And we crave the connection with other humans. And I know as women, we are going to want to come together again. And so I've started promoting the one in Dallas already again on September 17th. I've had so many already fill applications in my inbox and have shown interest in being facilitators. So I know the new reality is going to look a little bit different, but it's a very intimate setting. So we are still moving forward with those. And, I, and I'm also creating... Some we, We've added a second webinar to every month because we have so many members. We're doing two webinars a month now, free webinars that our members teach, which is awesome, the second and the fourth Tuesday instead of just one. And moving into 2021, that I have the ability to create even more opportunity for women to be able to tap into coaching, to be able to tap into services at the next level so that they're able to grow their businesses, so that they're able to show up and be seen at the next level. And so it's, I'm, I'm seeing a repetition happening now. Uh, and a trend in my business that I wasn't expecting. 
and I, don't know, I guess that's just how I'm creating it, but each level and additional platforms that are being created are so that we, the women can continue to show up, but at the next level and show up and be seen at the next level, you know, and that really started with the sanctuaries. And then now we're going to take it to the next level and offer some additional opportunities. And we're going to be doing more virtual. We, we've been, we've been online doing virtual, you know, for, mm-hmm. for a long time. And uh, so this wasn't anything new to us. We had five events scheduled and that was all in person. So I love that we have the opportunity to to see each other and and purposefully connect more. So I want to continue doing that more as we continue moving forward into 2021. So I'm creating opportunities for women to virtually connect more with each other. Nice, nice. Now you're international. You you have an international reach, right? Yeah, we're global. Mm -hmm. How many countries do you know? Well, you know, for the podcast, we were up to about 17 countries, um, the last check on the podcast, but I don't even know how many countries, you know, just yesterday I was on the phone with somebody in Sweden. And then, uh, you know, the day before that I was on the phone with two other countries. So it's not uncommon uh, for me to be speaking to women from different areas of the world. And that's the beauty of this. Mm -hmm. is as sisters, we have this common thread of sisterhood. And it is the same in any country we go into. And and oh, I just forgot, I am planning a trip in April of 2021 to Guatemala with the help of our friends that have a nonprofit there. And they're putting together a um, excursion for us to do a 10-day excursion in Guatemala. I really hope you can go, Donnie. It's going to be amazing. And it's going to be able to offer the community an opportunity to not only learn from women in the Mayan tribes, but also for them to serve alongside them. And then in the moment, how would you teach them? How would you take your genius and then teach them something and understanding how to flex into the map of somebody else's world? And I'm really excited for that opportunity because it expands all of the women's resumes into an international resume, but it really gives you the opportunity as a person to expand your knowledge of being in the presence of women in a different country. That touches my heart. I love that. I love that you're going to do that. And you know what's going to be amazing? Because when I went to Africa, I went to Africa last year, and we stopped in a small village in Zimbabwe. We were lucky enough, right? There were, when we left, we gave some donations, you know, some money. But what I walked away with was what they taught me. Because when they are so used to being happy, living a simple life, you know, but they're, they're happy living a simple life. There's so much that we can learn from that as well. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of teaching back and forth. That's going to be great. That's going to be great. It's going to be great. Thank you, Colleen. I am so happy that you were able to come on. I'm so happy I found my dog. <laughs> oh, guys, I thought I lost my dog in the beginning of this, but I found my dog. So that's good. That's good. So Colleen, if whoever's listening, if they want to reach out to you, where can they find you? It's super easy. I made it easy for everyone. It's lead up for women, L-E-A-D-U-P-F-O-R-W-O-M-E-N. So lead up for women 
and we're everywhere. So you can find us on our website, leadupforwomen.com. We're out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all Lead Up For Women. If you wanted to find me, my name is Colleen Biggs and it's C-O-L-L-E-E-N. Last name is Biggs, B-I-G-G-S. You can find me on LinkedIn as well as on Instagram. And my Instagram is kind of boring because I do everything through Lead Up For Women. Uh, but you can also find me on Facebook. Got it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Colleen, so much. I, I'm just so happy that you were able to make it. We were able to get our schedules together and I'm looking forward to what you have coming up. Thank you so much, Colleen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Boldly Lit and On Fire Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please reach out to me directly at boldly.lit at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in.